your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the breaks. Breaks on a bus, breaks on a car, breaks to make you a superstar. Breaks to win and breaks to lose. But these here breaks rock your shoes, and these are the breaks. What's up, L.A.? This is L.A. Ray bringing you the next episode of L.A. Courtside. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And again, I showcase the Lakers and I showcase the Clippers. And I talk about other NBA news, of course, as well. This particular episode, though, I'm going to focus on the injuries that have befailed our beloved Los Angeles teams. And I thought it would be appropriate to play this clip the song that you just heard by Curtis Blow. These are the breaks. If you guys remember Curtis Blow, he was one of the best rappers of his time back in the late 70s, early 80s. He's one of the first commercially successful rappers and the first to sign with a major record label. Curtis Blow, these are the breaks. So I would say this to my Clipper buddies and my Laker buddies. These are the breaks we have had a couple of injuries here that are going to affect these both of these teams but if you guys know me by now it's next man up baby simple as that it's next man up still not worried about the Clippers or the Lakers but let me dissect these injuries uh, uh, on this particular episode here starting with the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard going out with a what's called a lower left leg contusion sounds like that hurts pretty bad man i don't want to be walking around with that or trying to walk around with that but that's what they're calling uh Kawhi's injury so let's go back to the game against minnesota last week uh a 119-112 victory by the clippers when leonard scored 36 points in that game he did what leonard does he just did just about everything and as we all know paul george is still out uh, with the Clippers and uh, moving forward the game on February 12th against uh, Chicago Kawhi Leonard did his thing again 33 points and a 125-106 victory so you know that's two games in a row that they won still no Paul George and the Clippers they're rolling they're rolling so what happens after that mysteriously Leonard has this leg injury he must have happened in a Chicago game so the next game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, he did not play in that game. What happens with the Clippers? They still beat up on Cleveland. 128 to 111. Again, without Kawhi Leonard, without Paul George. The bench, they came to play. In that particular game against Cleveland, they stepped up, man. Let me tell you something. Lou Williams is finally, finally starting to get his range, man. Dude is getting his confidence back. I don't know what happened earlier in the season, but in that game against Cleveland, he dropped 30 big ones on Cleveland. 10 out of 22 from the field, 8 of 8 from the charity strike, 10 assists. Keep in mind, Lou Williams is not a point guard. 10 assists in that game. You know, Serge Ibaka, he did his thing. 21 points, 9 of 14 from the field. Pat Beverly played 20 minutes. You know, he's just recently coming back from an injury, but more to come on him. He scored 16 points, played a pretty good game. And Marcus Morris Sr., 
7 out of 14, 23 points. So in that game against Cleveland, you know, without their two stars, they played well. Beat up on Cleveland, okay? That's the kind of production you're going to need as long as these two guys are out. Now, according to the doctors, they're not sure how long Kawhi Leonard is going to be out. Um, not even sure how long Paul George is going to be out. But however long that is, you know, the bench, you're going to have to come and play. So what happens in the next game? Monday against Miami. What do the Clippers do? This win was probably more impressive than the Cleveland win, even though they only won by seven points. I'm talking about the Clippers still. 125-118 against Miami. Now, in this particular game, not only did they not have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, of course, they didn't even have Pat Bev in this game. Still beat up on, on Miami, which this is another episode for another day. I'm not sure what the hell has happened to that team, man. You know, they didn't lose a bunch of people off this team. They're playing horribly. They're only 11 and 16. But again, that's another topic for another day. So, again, what do the Clippers do against Miami? You know, Miami is still a professional team. You know, they're missing some uh, 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 a couple of players here or there. But the Clippers are missing three of their top five players. So what happens? Marcus Morris Sr., 32 big points, 11 out of 15 from the field, 6 of 8 from three-piece land. Dude was balling. Led the Clippers with 32 points. Lou Williams, again, didn't have the big game, uh, the big 30-point game like he had uh, previous to this one, but he scored 18 points, 8 out of 20 from the field, and again, 10 assists. Keep in mind, dude's not a point guard, but he's picking up some of that slack without Pat Bev because, you know, I've got to get my, my jab in on Luke Kennard because, you know, you're not going to get much from him. He did score 10 points in this game, though. I'll give him credit for that. He did score 10. Terrence Mann, however, played more minutes. He played 37 minutes, 5 out of 8, 15 points. Kid played pretty well. So, again, Zubak, by the way, scored 22 points in that game on 9 of 11 shooting. So, um, again, just next man up, man. Next man up. Amir Coffey, by the way, even scored 15 points in that particular game. So, you know, Kawhi Leonard's not going to be out, hopefully, for uh, too much of an extended period of time. Still don't know what Paul George is coming back. But, hey, man, the Clippers, are, they're balling. Even without those two guys, they're, they're, they're doing their thing, man. You know, they keep this up. You know, they'll they'll be considered probably a top team in the league. You know, I'm not good. I'm not I'm not too 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 keen on those power ratings and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they 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 may put the Clippers up there, man. If you're winning games without those two guys, then, you know, you're doing something. Now moving forward on their schedule as far as the Clippers are concerned, they do have Utah in back-to-back games. Matter of fact, they play Utah uh tonight uh 10 p.m as i'm doing this recording here they do play utah tonight and then on friday they play utah again and then on sunday they play brooklyn so if you still don't have Kawhi leonard and paul george in those particular games they're going to be tough games to uh, for them to win but if those guys come out here and ball like they've been doing in these last couple of day games you know can they beat utah well, sure they can you know it's going to be tough you know, a lot of people think Utah is the top team in the West right now, but they can be beat. And of course, you got Brooklyn. You never know what you're going to get from Brooklyn from day to day since Harden got there. You know, Durant, 
you know, Irvin and, you know, the big three over there. Who knows what's going to happen in that game. So, you know, the Clippers just, you know, badge your time. You know, bench, come on out and play. This is your time to shine. You know, this is your time to to show Ty Lu what you can do. And if they play well in these stretch of games, you know, even if you, you know, fall to Utah, but these bench players play well, you're sending a signal, not only just to Ty Lu, to let him know, hey man, we can we can stay afloat anyway until we get our superstars back. But you're letting the league know. You're letting the rest of the Western Conference know, hey, the Clippers, we're here to stay, baby, and we're gonna be hell to deal with. Because without our stars, we're still winning ball games. I don't care who they're playing against. You know, you're missing three of your five starters, and you're still winning games, especially starters like Kawhi and and Paul George, and, and to a lesser extent, Pat Beverly, who's their best defensive player, and they're still winning ball games. And, and you got guys like Lou Williams, man. He's jacking them up, scoring 30. You know, Marcus Morris, 32 points. Serge Ibaka doing this thing. You know, you get anything from Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, uh, Zubak, and the rest of those guys, hey, man, you're doing some damage. So Clippers fans, I, I don't think you have much to worry about. You know, don't worry. The Clippers will be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. And the same thing is going on with the L.A. Lakers. Same thing's going on with the L.A. Lakers. Now, with the L.A. Lakers, it's a little different story here because they have one half of their superstar tandem, the King, King James. King James is still playing. Dude is the Iron Man. He's still playing. Out of the, out of the two L.A. area teams, we got four superstars. Three of them are out. And who's left standing? The King, the King. But for the Lakers, of course, they have lost Anthony Davis uh, between three and four weeks, uh, pretty much after, until after the All-Star break and what they are calling a right leg injury. It's almost like one of them hockey turns, man. It's almost like they're not sure what the hell is wrong with his leg. Um, but what they do know it, is that it's not a ruptured Achilles. Okay, that was the scare uh, that Anthony Davis had and, and the fans of the Lakers had, that it was a ruptured Achilles. It is not that, according to the doctors. So it is a lower right leg injury. Now let me go back to uh, before he got hurt. Let's go back to that Memphis game on Friday, February 12th. Anthony Davis, dude was balling, man. Dude was balling in that game. 35 points, nine boards, a good 115-105 victory, you know, over the upstart Memphis Grizzlies. Everybody's looking forward to that game and see what John Morant would do. He scored 22 points, played pretty well, 7 out of 18 from the field. You know, he played okay. But Anthony Davis, dude stole the show, man, 16 out of 27. 35 big points. LeBron James, of course, did his thing. 28 points, 9 out of 15. What are you going to say about that guy? Not much you can say. He does his thing. Kyle Kuzma. Man, this dude, if he gets consistent play like this, especially with Anthony Davis out now, look out. He was 8 out of 14 for 20 points in that game. Montrez scored 14. So, you know, Lakers, you know, they're rolling. They're doing their thing. And then what happens after that? The game against the Denver Nuggets. Another game everybody was looking forward to, to see 
you know, what the Lakers would do. And even specifically Anthony Davis against the Joker, who in my opinion is the best center in the league. I guess you can say him and Joel Embiid is 1A and 1B. But the Joker, man, that dude's outstanding. Anthony Davis, unfortunately in the Denver game, only played 14 minutes. Even at that, he was still 5 out of 11 from the field for 15 points. But then he limped off the court, man. Everybody's just collective breaths just just, just out of their system, man. You know, just lost your breath. Oh, my God. Please, not an Achilles injury. Davis has had a, 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 a more minor type Achilles injury in the past, but nothing like a rupture or anything like that. So when he walked off that court or limped off the court, I should say, everybody thinking the worst. Oh, my God. So luckily, it's not that. It's not that. They went on to lose that game to the Nuggets, 122-105. to 105. LeBron James did as much as he could in that game by scoring 22 points. But again, Kyle Kuzma came to play. He was 8 out of 12. You know, he took up most of the minutes from Anthony Davis. 8 out of 12, 2 of 4 from the uh, strike. Only 1 of 4 from three-piece land, but he scored 19 points. So moving forward, Kyle Kuzma is going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy that's going to take over most of these minutes. He's going to be the guy that's going to be starting pretty much in place of Anthony Davis while he's out for those three or four weeks. So in that very next game against um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, LeBron James, of course, again, does this sound like a broken record? I mean, how long can a king play, man? This dude is just, he's a beast, the best player on the planet. He scored 30 points. You know, hey. LeBron James said, hey, my man is out. Time for me to step up. As if he can step up even more than what he does. Dude was 13 out of 20. 30 big points. 13 rebounds, 7 assists. You know, what can you say? Now, Kyle Kuzma in this game only scored 7 points in Anthony Davis's absence. So, his he didn't have a great game this time. Uh, he was only 3 of 6 from the field. So, he wasn't even shooting it that much. However, Dennis Schroeder, you know, he stepped up. 9 out of 15, 24 points. He did his thing. Trez, 5 out of 7 from the field, 7 of 7 from the charity stripes, 17 points. Markeith Morris, only 9 points. Now, he's a guy that, that I don't know if you want to call it being a Frank Vogel's doghouse or something like that, but uh, he's not getting the respective minutes. Let's say not like his twin brother does in Clipperland. Okay, Marcus is playing a little bit better than Markeith right now, but... Uh, since Anthony Davis is out, they're going to need Keith. They're going to need him. You know, they're going to need all these guys. You know, Wes Matthews, they're going to have to have him step up. You know, Caruso, he's, you know, Caruso is going to do his thing. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, he may get some more minutes in Anthony Davis's absence. So, you know, just like the song, you know, Curse Blow, you know, big time rapper back in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, what he say? These are the breaks. That's it. These are the breaks, man. You know, you have to, uh, you got to step up. It's just pretty much all it is to it because, you know, you're not going to put Anthony Davis back on the floor, you know, with that particular injury. So the rest of the players, and LeBron James, by the way, you know, we, we say all the time that, you know, how long can a guy go? You know, he's the king. You know, he's played all these minutes throughout his career. All these playoff games, championships, and all that, eventually a guy has to slow down. And sometimes you look at him play, and you don't believe he's ever going to slow down. But trust and believe, folks, Father Time eventually 
sets in to all of us and we all slow down. And I'm hoping that Frank Vogel not necessarily limit his minutes, or maybe I can't say limit his minutes. Um, you know, he doesn't have to play 35 minutes a game. You know, heck, I'll even, you know, depending on the opponent, sit him down, sit him down a game or two during this uh, uh, three-week span that AD is going to be out. Sit him down. You know, it's just like the Clippers. They don't have – they're two superstars. They don't it seem like they haven't lost a beat, at least so far. So the Lakers, you know, what can your team do if uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are both out? What are you going to do then? You know, who's going to step up? You know, could, could they get a job done if, if both of those guys are out? You know, you'd have to have Kuzma, Gasol, Schroeder, Caldwell, Pope. You know, you, you got to come back better, man, than what you played against Minnesota. Seven points in 31 minutes, only three out of 11 from the field. One out of five from three-piece land. It's not going to cut it, man, when you got your two superstars if they're not playing. If they're not playing, I don't think LeBron James, he's not the type of guy. He's definitely not going to volunteer and say or, or demand from Vogel, hey, man, I want to sit out. Um, he's going to want to play. It's going to be up to Frank Vogel to say, dude, I'm sitting you down. It's, it's just that simple. I'm going to sit you down and you're not playing, you know, because we're going to need you. We're going to need you down the stretch. So that's up to the coach to do that. As far as the, you know, the Lakers schedule, they have Brooklyn on Thursday the 18th, you know, against the big three. And then they have, you know, a Miami team that's not playing that well. And then after that, they have Washington before they have to play Utah. So maybe in that game against Miami, you know, on Saturday the 20th, as far as LeBron James goes, sit him down. Yeah, Can you beat Miami without Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Sure you can. It would be a little tougher, but you can, you know, especially Washington. You know, on Monday, they play Washington. I, I sit LeBron James down big time in that game, man. I sit him down. So we'll see what the coach does. We'll see what the coach does, and we'll see how the Lakers do, you know, without their um, their uh, superstar in Anthony Davis. We'll see how that goes. So, again, you know, just to wrap this topic up, you know, these are the breaks, folks. These are the breaks. I'm sorry, Clipper fans, Laker fans, of which I am both. You know, we just have to we just have to pray that there's there's not any more injuries that happen to any of the other players and hope that the players that we do have keep the ship afloat, you know, play hard, you know, show your coach what you can do. Show your coach, hey man, man superstars is out. I can come in and I can keep it afloat, you know, at least until these guys get back. It's not like either one of these teams are not going to make the playoffs. And who gives a rat's ass about home court advantage? I see a lot on Twitter. Oh, man, the Lakers and the Clippers fans both. Oh, man, it, you know, we might not be a number one or a number two seed right now. We may be a, a number, the way we're playing, we may be a number three seed or we may be a number four seed or a five seed or something like that. During the COVID-19 playoffs, with no fans in the stands. I don't know how many fan, their fans are going to be uh, let into these arenas moving forward. I don't think it's going to be jam-packed. So, you know, with no fans in the stands or even if they let, say, 25% in or whatever the case may be, who gives a rat's ass about home court advantage, man? Do you think the Lakers and or the Clippers can go to Utah and beat Utah in a playoff series with no fans in the stands? Of course they can. Of course they can. 
Utah wouldn't have a home court advantage as far as fans uh, breathing down your neck and they uh, singing Utah jazz songs and all of this kind of stuff wouldn't make a bit of difference. Both the Clippers and or the Lakers would be able to beat them. They'll be able to beat the Nuggets. They'll be able to beat the, the Trail Blazers. They'll beat the Spurs in the first round or wherever they play in the first round or whatever. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So hold down the fort. Hold the ship together. You bench players. And um, I think both of these teams will be fine. They'll be fine. Now, my last topic for this episode will be regarding the comments that Draymond Green made about the NBA and what he believes and what many people believe is a double standard. I don't know if all of you have seen that particular interview, but Draymond Green pretty much uh, sat at the uh, interview table and I don't know how the topic came up or whatever the case may be, but he says there's a double standard in the uh, NBA in terms of ownership and players, especially when it involves trades. Now, let me see if I can break this down to you, what he's getting at. So the Detroit Pistons, for example, they said openly and publicly that they want to trade Blake Griffin. Now, in this particular case, supposedly this is a mutual agreement where the Pistons and Blake Griffin have both decided to mutually part ways. Now, great. Uh, I'm sorry, Blake Griffin, of course, is not the same player he used to be. Still has a couple of years left on his contract. One year for 36 million, one year for 39 million. Dude's going to get paid. Well, either Pistons are going to trade him or they're going to buy him out. That'd be an expensive buyout, by the way. But um, Blake Griffin, the Pistons, the ownership said publicly that they want to do this. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, this one is just really disrespectful. Andre Drummond, who's a, a double-double machine. You know, dude averages around 15 points a game, probably around 15 rebounds or something like that. Came out for a, a game recently and had his uniform on. And then next thing you know, they told him from the bench to go to the locker room Take your uniform off, come back to the bench with street clothes, and root your players on. Why? Because Cleveland plans to move you. Okay? They apparently, maybe they don't think they can sign him long term, whatever the case may be. The point here is Cleveland, the Cleveland brass, publicly has stated they want to trade Andre Drummond. And to do him like that is totally disrespectful. Have him come back on the bench with street clothes. Hell, they'd have been better off just sending him home. That's disrespectful. You know, everybody's looking at me going back to the locker room. He's not injured. You know, are you trying to win games while he's still with the team? You can still get traded or you just don't want the guy to get hurt. But in any event, the point of this story is it was the team that publicly went in front of the media and said that they wanted to trade him. James Harden. Now, you guys all know that I'm not a James Harden guy. The beard, as I call him. Great player and everything. I'm not crazy. You know, just don't care for the guy. But James Harden, you know, he requested a trade publicly. And he was vilified. He was vilified by his teammates. He was vilified by ownership, pretty much. 
and from us fans. You know, saying, you know, who's this guy think he is? You know, he, you know, coming and going in front of the cameras and demanding to be trade traded. He was dogging it too towards the end, those last few games, but he went publicly stating that he wanted he wanted to get traded. So what was Draymond Green talking about as far as this double standard? Basically what he's saying is ownership can get in front of the cameras, you know. You know, they, they, they see cameras that, that, that they love, you know, never a microphone that they don't like. And they can get in there and publicly say, yeah, we're, we're ready to deal this guy. They're not going to get fined for it. They're not going to find themselves. You know, the fans team uh, or seem to stick with ownership in cases like this. But a player, if a player gets up there and says, hey, I want to be traded. I don't want to be with this franchise anymore. Just like James Harden said. Um, what's going to happen? They're going to find the guy. You know, the fans are going to be, who the hell, James Harden, man. Who like, I can't stand a guy, man. Who do you think he is? You know, they're talking about he wants to be traded. You know, sit back, collect all that money, and be happy. No. Draymond Green says no. You know, it's, it's, it's a double standard. You know, the players should be afforded the same respect as the owners get. And basically, again, what he's saying that the owners can get up in front of a microphone and say whatever the hell they want to say. Players, you make all this money. Sit down, sit back, shut up and play. And that's pretty much what 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 it boils down to. And, you know, Draymond Green, he is the type of guy. He's not going to hold his tongue, man. He's just that type of guy. I love the guy for it, to be honest with you. You know, he's a fellow Michigander. Draymond Green from Saginaw, Michigan. You know, kid can ball. But he will get in front of the microphone and he will state his case. He doesn't care. He'll probably get fined. Oh, I'm sure Draymond Green will get fined for this. There's no even a doubt about it. The NBA will fine him. Or, I don't know, maybe the Golden State Warriors. They, they may fine him some money for, for getting up there saying that. But with what he said, was that true? You know, you look at some of these, you know, ESPN shows, you know, Stephen A. Smith, you know, Max Kellerman, you know, a couple of more shows. They agree with the guy. Hey, man, owners, they make all of this money. And, you know, it's a capitalistic society, of course. They can make as much money as they want. You know, they've worked hard I'm, for the most part. Most of them work hard throughout their lives. You know, you, you got enough money. You can buy an NBA team You can buy an NBA team. But, you know. Where's, where's the, um, you know, what is the standard? It's a double standard. You know, they, they can get up in front of a microphone and say, yep, we're going to trade this guy. Uh, you know, go, go, go to the locker room, take a uniform off and come back on the bench. You know, I just, I don't know if you guys saw those, that highlight of Andre Drummond going into the locker room. If it was me, man, I might not, I'd been like, man, I come back out here for what? What? To sit down and, and, and root my teammates on where I can be out there helping them on the floor win this particular game. But since you publicly got up and said you wanted to trade me or you want to trade me, then uh, you're going to send me to the locker room and have me come back out here with my street clothes on. And now I'm supposed to root the team on Anthony Davis when he was with the Pelicans and he publicly stated that he wanted to get traded, you know, out of new Orleans. I believe he got fined out uh, from what I can remember. I want to say a hundred K hundred thousand dollars, man. You can, you can talk all day long about how these, how much money these players make. Okay. 
a hundred thousand dollars, man, is your 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 wallet is like a whole lot lighter. I don't care how much money you make. You know, that's that's kind of hard to swallow, man. And you know, Anthony Davis had to cough up that money because he got up and said that he wanted to be traded. You know, now what what if a player you know what what if a player does this if he says, hey, I want to be traded. What if James Harden said this? You know, hey, I want to be traded. I don't want to play for Houston Rockets anymore. And until you trade me, I'm just not going to play. I'm not even going to come to the arena. I'm just going to sit back and wait until you trade me. What's going to happen? They're going to they're going to uh, take game checks from the guy, of course. And he's not going to get paid. So the owners had a power. What is James Harden to do? He's got to come to the arena. And if they decided to let him play, unlike Andre Drummond's situation, if they let James Harden play, okay, yeah, no, you're going to play. If you want to get paid, you're going to come to the arena. I know you're unhappy. Yeah, we'll try to find a suitor, you know, a, a team, a trade partner for you. But in the meantime, you're going to play. And it's as simple as that. So they have to come and they play. Or Houston could have did like the Cleveland Cavaliers did and just had James Harden come to the arena disrespect him like all get out and say just sit down with your street clothes on at the arena root your teammates on until we find a trade partner for you that's a bunch of bull man so Draymond Green basically just called the NBA out the NBA owners he called them out is what it is they're probably seething in the background man they're probably getting together talking to the uh, Warriors owner and say man you need to do something to keep this kid quiet man he calling us out He's absolutely right. And this is not just in NBA basketball. This is NFL, you know, NHL hockey, Major League Baseball. You know, owners have the juice. You know, don't they 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 have the juice. They have the say. They have the phone. They have the megaphone. You know. Now you can you can eventually get yourself traded just like James Harden did, you know, but you know, he he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do it the way that the Houston Rockets wanted him to do it. And that's a coming in and play until it happens. And Cleveland made their decision to have Andre Drummond sit on the bench. I would rather be, uh, you know, Blake Griffin, at least the Pistons. It was, it was sort of like a mutual decision. And Blake Griffin is pretty much sitting at home until he gets traded. You know, he doesn't have to come to the game and sit on the bench unless he just wants to do that. If he's doing it, he's doing it because he wants to. From the last report, I saw that the, the, the Pistons just said, hey, man, go home until we trade you. So... That's pretty much what, what Draymond Green was talking about, man. Love or hate Draymond Green, at least the guy, you know, he he, he says what's on his mind. He's going to say what's on his mind. You're not going to shut him up, even if you find him some money. And uh, I tend to believe him in this case. So, L.A. and basketball fans, that's going to end it for this particular episode of L.A. Courtside. I'd like to thank you all again for listening in. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network and my producers, Isha, Jerome, and Dylan Kaiser. And again, to all of you L.A. basketball fans out there, the Clippers and the Lakers, this is L.A. Ray signing off, baby. And until the next episode, peace.